Welcome to the D Weekly Podcast, a weekly challenge podcast for small business owners. By small business owners. I'm Natalie MacLeese. And I'm not. You definitely I mean, are not. I mean, I'm I'm Alex. I, I've been Alex for the last 41 years. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome, everyone, from Natalie and Alex. Yeah, we hope uh, that you're doing well. Uh, I was taking a look at the crisis map after Natalie told me to take a look at it, and it looks like uh, California's on fire. So that that's that's a thing that's happening right now. Yeah, just the entire state is just on fire. Yeah, yeah. We should probably get some water to like put that stuff out. Yeah, maybe like a asbestos vest or something. Oh, asbestos is my favorite. Yeah, do you own a lot of asbestos clothing? Well, whenever I get ice cream, I always get the stuff with the asbestos flavoring. I don't think that exists, Alex. (sighs) Well, I'm glad to see that we're not fighting this week. Well, we can't be fighting this week because you ran away to another state. Well, yeah, and I thought I was going to be able to get away from the heat. Turns out... uh, it's summertime, and it is hot everywhere. Very, very hot. It turns out Oregon is a little bit on fire, too. It, <laughs> I did I did see some of that uh, kind of popping up there with some of the fires and stuff on the crisis map. So That's yeah, what you uh, get for being next to California. Yeah, I guess so. So wherever you are listening to this from, uh, I hope that you are not currently burning. That your house isn't on fire. Or your pants because you just lied. Or your cat. Or your cats. Yeah, you definitely don't want burning cats. And a say, and this is a good time to just recite some sage advice I received back in the eighth grade. Never pet a burning dog. That is some really good advice. I'm, I thought so. Makes me wonder about the circumstances under which you received that advice. Yep. I I wonder about that, too, to this day. But, you know, we don't need to concern ourselves with things that uh, happened a long time ago and continue to traumatize me well into my uh, midlife crisis. Okay, let's just change the subject then. I like that. So, Natalie, last week's challenge, we did some stuff, we did some things, and really what we wanted to do was we wanted to educate ourselves. We wanted to learn some new tricks. So it it was kind of like a self-care episode based on the simple art of self-care, which kind of seems a little buzzy these days, the the term self-care. Uh, yeah, it's super buzzy. But super essential, it turns out. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Maybe buzzy for a reason. You want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Who's going to share? Well, last week's challenge was to enroll in a course. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a class, whichever you like to call it. Why don't you go ahead and tell me what class you decided to take? Well, Natalie, not only did I decide to take one class, but I decided to take two classes. I thought you were going to say seven. (laughs) I decided to take seven classes because I'm insane. So here's what I decided to do. I spent a lot of time thinking what sort of class I should take. Like... Was it going to be something that was going to be strictly about business or business management? Or was I going to take something that was a little 
more uh, focused on what it was that I wanted, things that I was more interested in learning. And, you know, I, I, I came back to our discussion, like this should be something that is personally enriching, uh, something that is interesting, uh, and especially timely too. So one of the classes that I signed up for was just like in, in investing fundamentals class, and I signed up for it on udemy.com. And that class I did because recently I moved money that I had from a financial advisor that was managing my money, and I moved it over into my own accounts because I wanted to start taking a more personal interest in in my money, in my financing, and, and whatnot. And I feel like just money in general is kind of something that I haven't been traditionally really good at, and... I tend to stick my head in the sand, right? I, I've never really thought about taking a class. I always thought, well, you know, maybe I should talk to someone. Maybe I should go talk to another financial advisor and just bend their ear for an hour or pay them for like one or two hours of consulting or, or something like that, right? Like that's what I was thinking about. And then when we decided to do this challenge, I was like, oh, you know, like I remember, Natalie, you took an investing class through uh, an extension course at one of the local community colleges out here. I did, uh-huh, a few months ago. Yeah, I thought that would be a good idea, and I didn't see the class that you had chosen, so I decided to look online, and I found this really good one on Udemy, so, so I'm going to take it. I haven't taken it yet, but it's something that I've signed up for. I'm going to go through it. it it's about three hours of content. So it, it's not like a super huge time commitment. And then, so I'm really excited about that because, you know, like I have small investments that I've opened at different, at different banks. Like I'm excited to understand some more of the fundamentals and really take control of that aspect of my life, which is something that I'm actively doing. Taking that course is very timely for me. And then the, the other course uh, I'm taking is actually an in-person course I'm taking, and it starts it starts next month, and it's just conversational Spanish. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm taking it through the extension courses uh, offered by a local community college here uh, in in where I'm at. I'm near Pasadena City College, and they have like a really awesome extension program. And again, as we mentioned last week. Most universities, well, most all or any university or community college has an extension, you know, an extension program that you can take classes from. So Spanish is something that I've been threatening to do for a long time, and I just haven't bothered to. So this is more like, I would say, more of a personal fun type class that, that I've been meaning to take for a while. So I, I'm actually really excited about that. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Yeah. So, I mean, they're both you know, personal, personal driven classes. They're not so much about, you know, running a business or anything, but I do get uh, stuck in a rut running a business and you're working in the business. You're not working on the business, but also I don't know how often you feel this, but sometimes you're just working in the business, but you're also not working on yourself as much as you should, you know, not living life enough or not learning, you know, like you're not adding new information to the mix. So I, sometimes I feel very aware of that. Well, there is a whole lot to life beside running a business. Well, yeah, it turns out, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm super, but I'm super excited though. So I, at first I was kind of annoyed because I thought this challenge would be 
you know, kind of a pain in the butt. However, I think it's actually going to be really exciting because I know that at least the investment one will be, I'm really hoping will be really useful. And I'll share, I'll share the courses that I took in, in my show notes too, or in our show notes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Let's see, Natalie, you've been awfully quiet over there while I've been just yammering away. I've been listening to you talk about your very interesting classes. Well, Natalie, thank you. That's really nice of you. I want you to tell me about the classes or class that you enrolled in so I can interrupt you mid-sentence. Oh boy, I can hardly wait. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) I am enrolled in a few classes just ongoing, which I don't count toward this challenge. So I have those going on all the time. I take a belly dance class um, pretty much weekly. You know, once in a while there's a week off or something. Sure. Um, And that's two hours every Sunday afternoon. Um, And I take swimming classes. And sometimes I take a second belly dance on Friday evenings. But the class that I enrolled in for this challenge was kind of a combination of something I personally wanted to learn, but then I think something that will also help me professionally. Okay. What, well, well, tell me, what, what, what is this? Well, this is so funny because you and I didn't consult on this. We didn't talk about it, but mine is also on Udemy. Ah. And it is um, an introduction to illustration. Oh, wow. That's going to be a really awesome course for you. Learn how to draw, and it is quite a course. There is 11 hours of material, quite a lot of material to go over, broken up, I think, into 10 lessons. So I've, you know, got my work cut out for me working through this. I would say that I can doodle really well, but I wouldn't say that I'm very good at drawing. I don't know. I've seen some of your stick figures. They're really good. But, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but in all seriousness, though, no, I've seen... I've seen some of your line art illustrations before, and folks, like, if you ever want really precise but hand-drawn, like, free-hand-drawn patterns of lines and, and just different things like that that would look really great on one of your walls, but not all of your walls, just one of Ooh, your walls. Yeah, all Natalie, of your walls. <laughs> Natalie's the person you should talk to because you, you've got, you, you, you have a steady hand. And uh, I think I think you have a natural talent there that, that I'm excited to see you explore. Well, I read somewhere one time that if you had nice handwriting that you would be able to learn to draw easily because what are you doing when you're writing you're actually drawing right you're drawing letters and i have very nice very nice handwriting people comment on it all the time actually well i've heard the comments natalie and they're kind of disturbing what's disturbing about having nice handwriting don't you remember like marty jenkinson like that one time at the meetup that was on the west side and he's like Oh, Natalie, your handwriting's so garish, I might cut myself. You remember that? No. Hmm. I don't know anyone named Marty Jenkinson. I might be projecting. I think you are. So anyway, personally, just to learn how to draw, because, you know, I cannot draw. Alex, you are a very talented artist. You draw little portraits of people and all kinds of things. And I cannot draw those kinds of things. 
Well, it's it, it's not a competition though, right? And and you know, thanks for the compliment. You know, I it, it really is just kind of a hobby anymore. It's just a thing that I do from time to time. And you know, a lot of times just when I'm bored, you know, it's not something that I really want to take up or improve on. You know, it's just even as you and I are talking right now, I have been doodling. And I'm sure. Yeah, I doodle all the time. And uh, I think maybe I'll take a picture of these and, and share them. I, I'm sure our listeners would be horrified to know about the things that are in my head that I just kind of throw out there. Because <laughs> uh, the, this is not cute stuff. Anyway, yeah. but uh, so I think that this is really exciting, though. So you're going to be doing this. And were there other classes that you thought of taking? Oh, yeah, I basically want to take every class ever. So, <laughs> um, you know, I decided on this one, I've got tons of paper and pencils and pens from, you know, the kind of Zentangle art that I do. So I've got the supplies. I don't think I should really have to purchase anything to do this class. But then I think also learning to draw better than I can now will help me to be a better designer. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it... The, the thing with drawing that I've always found interesting is it, it really is just taking a concept that lives, you know, with, within you and in bringing it out into the real world. You know, it, it's it's like 3D printing, but for 2D instead. Where and you're... instead of using an actual <laughs> printer, you're using your fucking hands. And your brain is the computer. And your brain's the computer. How about that? So the, this is like taking it back to the old school. Yeah, see, but when I have something in my head and I'm like, oh, I should draw that, it'd be really cool. It never comes out the way it looked in my head. So hopefully, if I work on this class and practice, I can get better. Well, I think you definitely will because you already you already have the skills there. So, And, and I've seen them and been very impressed with them. You know, I, I think one of the things to, to note here is I think learning is... Well, it's a, it's an essential part of just, I think, the human experience, being a human in the world. It's important not only to learn, but, but to maintain curiosity about the world. And I definitely feel aware, personally, that I don't have, like, I'm lacking this curiosity. I was just thinking about this the other day. You know, I, I don't feel as curious about the things around me. And it's forced me to ask more questions, like, oh, well, why do you do that? Like just asking why more rather than just taking things at face value. And, you know, part of it's critical thought, but I think, you know, learning is, is a door or, you know, curiosity is kind of the thing that gets you through the door. So, uh, but I think it goes hand in hand when you take classes. It, you know, it not only fills you up just as far as the new knowledge that you've acquired, but hopefully, you know, it gives you new questions to ask and inspires you to explore new new avenues of learning. Yeah, there's so much stuff in the world and something that you might just take for granted turns out when you start to dig into it, like there's so much more to it than you would have ever guessed. And, you know, I think uh, I think this was a a solid challenge. So I'd like to know what our listeners are trying to get their learn on about. You know, I want to know, like, what are you, what are you learning? What are you learning? Are you learning that Alex is a weird person? Like, I want to know all of those things. Do you think that Natalie likes cats too much? Or are you learning some form of Klingon, like the, the Southern Klingon dialect? Oh, 
know. <laughs> I want to know, and I want you to say hi to me. Kapoor kwak. Or you can learn about stars, or you can learn all kinds of languages, or all different kinds of cooking. Or Klingon, which is a type of language. Yeah, you can stop coming back to that now. Okay, well, I just get really obsessed. You know how you can learn Esperanto. <sighs> you and your Esperanto. You know, I thought I was done hearing about that from you like two years ago. I don't know Esperanto, but I'm very interested in learning. Well, you see, you have a curiosity, and it, that curiosity is important. So, everyone, take some time. Kick, kick the kick the cub, cobwebs out. I, I couldn't. I couldn't even say cobwebs, Natalie. I was about to say cobwebs, and that's not even a thing. Nope, it sure ain't. Well, well, cool. So I think uh, I think we punched that challenge right in the neck. Oh, we were so violent. Well, just one of us is. Do you think we're ready to talk about this week's challenge? Wah, wah, wah. This week's challenge! That sounds really imposing. This week's challenge was a suggestion from one of our listeners. Do we want to say who it is? Because, like, if we start saying who, who the listener is, they'll start thinking that they have too much influence over the show. And when this person feels like that, they start doing all sorts of crazy things, like telling everyone in the world, like, how they have influence over this very specific thing. So I, I don't know if we want to call that person out or not. Okay, well... Well, I guess it can be a secret listener who suggested this challenge. Also, it was our listener and friend of the podcast, Jay Gibb from Cloud Sponge. Whatever with that guy. <laughs> Whatever with that guy. So, so for the challenge, um, I, I took to Slack to ask some community members from my co-working space to see, hey, you know, what are, what are some business challenges that you're experiencing? Or, you know, what are some things that you're having frustration with and how could you address those things in just like one simple step and jay came to the rescue there and he said well hey ask for feedback the very general gist of it is ask your customers ask your clients for feedback ask them for feedback on the things that you do should it just be clients and customers or might it also be contractors and employees that you hired Ooh, I think it can be all of those things because, yeah, that's actually a really good idea because the way we interact with folks is very different on either side of the coin, right? So, you know, the way that we deal with clients may differ from the way that we deal with our employees or our contractors and things like that. So the experience of service that and that we're supposed to provide, right? Like there's a, there's like a customer. I think experience or a provider experience that we provide on either either side of that coin, and it's important to know it's important to know that we're providing value and that we're not frustrating people, right? Like we're not giving a bad experience. Oh well, yeah, and I think that like you're never going to provide a perfect experience, but you can always find something that you could do better. But what if you're perfect, Alex? You're not perfect. That's not what my mom says. <laughs> and I could probably find her and, and get her to say as much. You know, I think it's just a thing where there's always room for improvement. And it can be a little tough to just be, you know, sitting alone at your desk trying to come up with what you could do better. A nice conversation with a client or a customer or 
a contractor or an employee could point out some things that you may have never noticed on your own. What do you think are some things to consider as far as, I guess, different types of feedback to get? What, what are we specifically trying to you know, figure out and resolve here? So it'll be different for every business. I think you want to be focused on the overall experience of your customer from the very first time that they interact with your business all the way through to present day. Hopefully they will be a regular customer or client and be continuing to interact with your business. Or, you know, maybe you've concluded business with them and they've gone on their merry way. And it really depends on what kind of business you have, right? Like if you're in an auto body repair shop, hopefully people don't need that every day. Right. That's something that they might come to you once and maybe, uh, you know, a- again, a couple of years later, but it's not something that people need on a regular basis. You know, there are other types of businesses like a grocery store or things like that where people would be going weekly or biweekly or monthly or, you know, even more frequently coming in if they're having a good experience. So I think it really depends on what kind of business you have. But I think to look at, you know, how did somebody find out about you? What was their first interaction with your business? Was it finding you in a Google Maps listing? Was it finding your website? Was it meeting you at an, at an event, picking up a business card? Did they see a billboard or a television commercial or hear something on the radio? Like whatever it was, like their very first interaction with your business and then all the way through to the end of the transaction. You know, I, I think, you know, if you if you're someone who provides products specifically, right? Like if you're a business that sells products, whether it's a it's a soft good or, you know, a hard good or something like that, it, it also helps to know, you know, how people feel about the you know, the product itself, right? Or if there's if there's common gaps in the product that you know, there there's just things that People are constantly, you know, having specific feedback about, oh, why doesn't this product do this? And if you get enough of that feedback, then, you know, that provides an opportunity to improve the product itself. And, and you, you, you make products for a living too, right? I do make products for a living. So we're always looking at people's initial experiences with that. Was it something that was frustrating to figure out for the first time? Or did we provide adequate instruction or some kind of tutorial or something for them to help them through that on an ongoing basis as we release updates and changes? Are we introducing things people are looking forward to and excited about? Or are we introducing things that are frustrating them that they don't want? So there's lot there's lots of different things to take into account with products. With that sort of feedback too, I think if you if you ask for feedback, whether your customers or clients or, or whomever it is you service, wh- whether you're aware of it or not, it, it shows that you value what their opinions are, that you value them as a customer because you're asking them, how can we make this better? And you're, you're asking for that feedback. And hopefully, you know, it's something that you're doing proactively too, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I found a really good article on the Harvard Business Review that says how to ask for feedback that will actually help you. And it steps you through five things. Well, it tells a little story (laughs) of an example, and then it steps you through five things to do 
to ask for feedback. And it is really focused on kind of one-on-one, some kind of one-on-one interaction, whether that would be over the phone or over the internet or actually meeting with somebody in person to ask about their feedback, which I think is um, a good way to go if you have a service business. If you have a product business, it might be kind of challenging or impractical to do this kind of session. But I think there's still some things here that you could take away. You know, like what what do you think are a couple, just like a couple quick hits that that would be good examples of like extracting the best possible feedback or or something that's going to be really helpful? The article gives five things to keep in mind, basically. The first one being to be clear that you want honest feedback and that you are asking people to be truthful, you know, even if it's something that they might think you might not want to hear. The second thing that they advise doing is to stay focused on the future and to not really spend a lot of time digging around in what you've done in the past, but what could I focus on in the future to make this better so you don't get all bogged down in things you can't change. Their third step is to not just ask once, but to reword questions and ask them multiple times because that'll kind of get people to dig a little bit deeper or sometimes just hearing something worded a different way kind of triggers a different memory or a thought. If there's a specific part of your business that you're trying to get really meaningful feedback on, whether it's positive or negative, you want to make sure that that it's not just kind of a flyover question, if you will. It's just not someone checking a box or, you know, just answering yes, 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 yes. Oh, and, and that's another thing too, right? Like, how do we feel about getting this feedback in person versus just an online survey or something like that? I think it depends on the type of business you have. Uh, like you and I, Alex, you know, we, we have a business where we're doing kind of large projects that involve working one-on-one with a client for weeks or even months at a time. Right. And I think in that case, because of the type of relationship that we're developing with our clients, I don't think this is the kind of thing where you'd want to send out a survey. I, I, I would agree with that. I think it would be better to do one-on-one. If it's something larger, we just kind of by the nature of our business, there's just a limited number of clients that we work with each year just because we don't have infinite amount of time. So, you know, we're not talking about thousands of clients that we would need yeah. to get in touch with. If you have a product that you are selling to thousands, you know, or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, trying to collect, I think, that feedback in person is just impractical. Maybe you could do something where you could set up a few quick phone calls with people or something to just get an overview. But I think in that case, to really get a feel for things, you might want to do something like broader, like a survey, but you want to keep it very focused and very short and not ask for a lot of people's time. You know, the the thing that I like about asking for feedback is because we, we are just in the thick of it working on things It's hard to see precisely what it is that we should be doing. We can miss out on possible opportunities to to further monetize what we're doing by adding new services or products, but also just missing out on opportunities to, you know, really hear negatives about the things that we could improve, which could also lead us to our next customer as well. Those interactions, getting that feedback can, can lead us to that to that next new client interaction. It's easy to forget that, especially I think with a service business, that we're on the expert end of that and we're doing a service for somebody and they may not know a whole lot about what we do. 
So it can be sometimes really challenging to put yourself in a first time client's shoes and really see if you're presenting the project and your process of working in a way that they can understand and feel comfortable with. Right. And you won't really know that unless you ask them. No, that, that makes perfect sense. For once, Natalie, I agree with you. For once. For once, I said. <laughs> well, let me just finish up the last couple of points from this Harvard Business Review article. So their, their fourth point was to listen without judgment, which I think will probably be the most challenging thing to do. But you don't want to get defensive and start going, well, I just did that because of it, right? You just want to listen. And they also, as their fifth piece of advice, they advise taking notes and actively writing while you, while you're listening for two reasons. They say like, number one, you doing that indicates to the person you're talking to that you're taking what they're saying seriously, that you're valuing the feedback that they're giving you. And the second thing it does is slow the conversation down a little to give the person a chance to think a little bit more about what they want to say. I, I like that idea a lot. As a person who is a fan of stationery uh, and pens and uh, notebooks, this gives me a lot of joy because now I have excuses to use all of that stuff for not drawing random crazy things, <laughs> which I'm still drawing as we're talking. But for taking lovely notes. And I bet, too, that taking notes helps you to stay in that place of listening without judgment and not becoming defensive. So remind right. yourself, I'm just listening. I'm just taking notes right now. I mean, that's an important point. I know that not just having a business, not just being a business owner, but you know, also taking feedback in, in general can, can be really hard for some folks. Sometimes what other people's experiences with you or the things that you make can be jarring. And it's hard to not always get defensive about it or to take it, you know, and really internalize it like, oh, you know, I suck at this. Staying in the moment, writing the notes down and trying to keep an open mind to what you're, what you're receiving, I think is really important. And it, I think that gets overlooked a lot. So I have a book recommendation actually related to this that I think would help a lot with. Oh, <laughs> what is that book recommendation, Natalie? The book is Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking. I've never heard of this book. That is a lie. You have heard of this book because I read it last year and we discussed it at length. <laughs> yes, we did. And it's well, it's really timely too, given given our country's political climate. Why else did you like that book? Like what about it really got to you? I thought the book gave really great advice on how to stay centered during a difficult conversation and not to become overly emotional or angry, yeah. but to still discuss important and difficult topics but to do it in a way that was very sincere mm -hmm. and yeah. heartfelt. And what I really liked, <laughs> one of the things that I think I remember you and I talking about that really got to me the most about the book was we have a tendency. And I, and I think like this particularly applies to kind of the political environment in our country right now. We have a tendency to just write off entire groups of people as idiots because they don't agree with our viewpoint. <laughs> and just say, well, yep. those bunch of idiots, they just don't know. And the book reminded you that nearly everyone, you know, just a few teeny tiny exceptions, 
is a rational, intelligent person who has come to their beliefs because of experiences that they have had in their life that are different from your own. Yep. And to just remember that. And, you know, maybe you want to dig into what those experiences were to understand, like, how can you believe this? But to just always come at it from, instead of saying, well, you're just a brainwashed dum-dum, to actually engage in a conversation to understand where that viewpoint might come from. That's helpful, just a general life skill. But I think it's also helpful in asking for feedback to remember to kind of stay in that place of just being openly curious about why does this person feel this way about, you know, working with me? Right. What things led them to that conclusion? That's so beautifully put. I, I don't really have anything else to that I could that I could add to that. So did I render you speechless? You did. You did. <laughs> and I, I think there's going to be some listeners who are really grateful. They're like, wow, finally. <laughs> well, finally, Alex doesn't have anything to say. Well, you know, I do like hearing the sound of my own voice. But, uh, no, and I think that that's actually a book that I need to sit down and actually read. So do you have it, like, in physical format or is it on a Kindle? I read it as an ebook. But I feel like this is a very important book, and it's probably one that I will reread on a regular basis every maybe year or two going forward. That's strong. I think that we have our marching orders here, Natalie. I think we know what we're supposed to do. I think we know why, and I think we have an idea of what the benefits are that we're that we're after. We want to get some honest to goodness feedback from not only our customers, but you know, from the people that work with us. You know, whether they're contractors, employees, or vendors, or what have you. You know, how can we how can we take that feedback and improve ourselves and our business? think it's a tool that could definitely be used to make things so much better for customers that you deal with in the future and to make things better for the customers you have now. So, huh. Well, I think, uh, I think we're, we're, uh, we're going to close it up on you guys. We're, we're doing last call. I'm really excited There's... about that because I am about to catch on fire and I want to turn my air conditioning back on. I would like to step to where it is so much cooler than, <laughs> than where I'm at right now. Like it, it like the the air conditioning uh, or just even a fan creates like small amounts of sound that are highly annoying, more annoying than my more annoying on a that. yeah annoying on a on a recording, Alex. And I didn't know that I was signing up to do hot yoga to record this session of the podcast. Yep, I know it's it's all kinds of bad, but. Uh, Natalie, I'm always confused. Like, where where can a befuddled and overwhelmed business owner go to find our podcast online? Well, a great place to start is our website at weeklypodcast.com, where they can find all of our past episodes along with show notes mm-hmm. and links out to all the places where they can subscribe to the podcast, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and anywhere else. Pocket Cast. <laughs> Anywhere else that you get awesome podcasts, including Pocket Cast. Am I the only one who uses Pocket Cast? No, Casts? I use Pocket Cast. That's, 
Okay, just wanted to make I sure. I am obsessed with Pocket Cast, and I just like discovered this awesome thing about their Up Next feature and how you can put all these podcasts in your Up Next and then what order they play in. But anyway, I subscribe to well, like 50 I, podcasts, so I need very nice ways to organize them. <laughs> well, it, it, I think it's the podcast lover's platform for listening to podcasts personally, but that's just me. So, um, oh, and also if you're the kind of person that's on social media, like uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Do Weekly Podcast. Yes, you can. We post every week our new challenge. That's right. So, and still, we want to hear from you. We want to hear, like, how are these challenges going? Like, are we just whispering into the ether? Like, are you doing these things? How are they working for you? We want to know. Please email us or <laughs> hit us up on our website. Are you doing these things? Are you suffering along with us? It, did you have to make cookies for someone because you didn't do a challenge? Oh, that would be awesome if somebody has like an accountability partner for the Do Weekly podcast and they have to bake each other cookies. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I think that should be a thing. That should totally be a thing. For the Do Weekly podcast, I'm Alex Vasquez. And I'm Natalie MacLeese. And we're reminding you, stay awesome and keep it doable. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. No explosions, or was that you bursting into flames? <laughs> I'm about to burst into flames. Holy shit, it is hot. <laughs> but, it's um, so hot. Let me turn the fan back on at least. Yeah. Oh my gosh.